0: disabled okay perfect that makes things easier so Page. Okay, we're going to go live.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this evening's Coaches on the Couch. Myself. And Alan are here with you this evening. We're going to be talking to you about the last race in the season, and I guess for many people we're getting to that time of the year, at least in the northern hemisphere, where the end of the season is finally here. I think I would be lying if I said it was just one season, because quite a few people are seeing this as the end of two seasons. as quite a few people are racing races which were rolled through uh, back in uh, back from 2020, so. Uh, maybe we should say the last race of two seasons, but yeah, this is definitely the last race, um, getting towards your last race in the season. So we thought we'd just talk about how that last race plays quite a pivotal role in, uh, in an athlete's, um, uh, journey through the season, uh, and how it can dictate things going forwards as well. So, uh, good evening, Alan. And, uh, should we just kick off with sort of what, how, how do people define a, a last race of the season? Cause I think I know quite a few people say so I'm racing, um, I'man Weymouth just happened last weekend, or Hever Castle just happened at the weekend. Uh, So I'm racing this race, and um, you know, I've got the cross country course season starting shortly. So how how would you go around defining the last race of the season to to an athlete you were working
0: with? I think it's the last event that you take part in in a structured and organised manner with regards to to training um training sort of takes discipline and application and sometimes you have to do stuff that isn't fun and then doing these other events that potentially potentially being a keyword that are potentially afterwards they're done for fun um and the 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 level of mental organization and application all just very much changes and you're I think they're more playful and less serious. Um, it's funny when we're recording this, it's it's just uh, just looking at the date it's dawned on me that we're we're obviously uh, not not far off a week 10 days or so out from when the traditional end of season event would be. Um I can't quite see it on your on your map, but you know there's not enough of the Pacific Ocean to uh, to to cover that particular island. We're well, a long um, way that way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, or, or along that way, like, yeah, that way, yeah. Um, so yeah, and that so yeah, that's kind of normal, isn't it? Then it, that's a good example of an end of season event, obviously in Kona. Um, obviously, that's not happening this year, so that kind of underlines your point there that, that you're saying it's that it's a bit of a weird end of season. It's not quite the normal, is it?
1: no definitely not
0: um and
1: I think uh, yeah so p- that idea of having a, a structured event versus sort of fun events is is a really good way of people picking up sort of where their end of season their last race might actually be and I want to talk about the end of season off season that separately uh, in the next um in the next one which we do because I think there's a there's a whole topic of conversations to go in there but mm. For for when when we're working with um, an athlete, how how do you come across the purpose or what purposes are there for an end-of-season race? Because I've got a few ideas myself, but I mean how, how do you kind of go around just saying this is the last race of the season, this is what we're trying to do with it?
0: I think it's either a peak. Um, so it's, it's a key event that they're working towards? It's something that's part of their sort of longer term strategy or it's an achievement event or a goal event of some kind so it can obviously be a championship event or it can be the first time you know going over a certain distance or it can be an event where obviously longer events obviously demand quite a lot of training um so you can be building up towards one of those events and then just taking a you know the break works quite well afterwards or it can be when we're just looking to improve on your personal performances. So there's quite, there's, those, those goals require the structure and then it's the offloading of the structure, the afterwards, that's the difference. So the purpose of them is to is generally to achieve something, but that that's not always the
1: case. I think um, you picked up on something which I, definitely look at sometimes with athletes and it might be an impromptu response or it might be something where, you know, it's a planned deliberately planned event, uh, in there as well. But, um, the idea of achieving something is definitely quite clear. Like you, using the example of the cross country running season, sort of which people tend to do or park runs is another example now they're back online. Um, if you, if you kind of have a look at the, um, uh, the last race, um, there's a real reason behind it so I definitely would have a real reason and a real good achievement out of it so I've definitely had athletes who um they go and do their first Ironman they go and do their first whatever and they have another event lined up um just to kind of wrap wrap things up and put things into practice I've had conversations with athletes where an A race maybe didn't quite go to plan and um there may not be quite the same uh race um i guess a race type thing so it's not as much of a build it's not as much of a significant thing but you go for a last minute entry into something which allows you to put into practice and get those achievements which maybe you weren't able to do because you had a mechanical and a like or something just didn't quite happen to plan i know you had an athlete who had a mechanical um (laughs) this weekend as well so uh well yeah
0: yeah definitely um and the 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 approach there is there's Kind of, there is actually another opportunity to race in that instance, yeah. Um Just because of the nature of the racing, um, so it's just a case of having a. It's great to have another go. So I think, yeah, they are taking opportunity. I, I think sometimes the purpose can be exploratory as well. So if you, you know, if you're working with an athlete who's particularly strong over middle distance, they may may well have done their key event earlier in the year, and they they want to go longer, or they're not sure about it. Um, they can do that or it might be they want to go shorter for for fun they might want to you know try something they might want to do a bit of bike racing or something like that um, and now they've kind of done the race they can go and do that do that for a bit of fun and I think that, that that's okay as well um, so there's, there's kind of different ways of doing it and I think you've probably seen most examples with, with what athletes have done over the years and um, but I think, I guess the other question is if, unless you can think of any other reasons for why, you know, how you would, what you'd be trying to get out of a last race.
1: Um, I think your
0: point of I mean, achievement is really kind of key.
1: There's got to be a, a reason for it. And I think mm. that probably brings us into a really good question, which, I and mean, we've already said that, you know, actually there's times when we look at maybe is there something else out there, either impromptu or not your typical. Oh, I just done my A race. It was a championship event, and that's me finished. Um, kind of. At what point do you have a conversation with an athlete saying, "I think we need to have one more"? Um, and on the contrary, on the flip side, when do you have the conversation with an athlete saying, "This is starting to get to the point where now we probably have gone too far"? And maybe with the way that um, racing and the seasons have been and how things have all rolled forwards, uh, you know, that actually might be more of a common conversation this year more than any
0: others. Uh, Yeah. How do I say it more usefully than the conversation and trying to do stuff is like trying to get blood out of a stone kind of thing. I can't, I know it's a bit of a cliche expression, but it's that kind of thing, that kind of conversation with athletes where it's like, it's just a bit tired, a bit repetitive and dull and i think the dullness of the conversation the dullness of the enthusiasm the dullness of the the whole kind of thing that's that's the thing that i think for me it would spell out you just need to take a breather and go away you need to restore your enthusiasm for this and that's not just the last race of the season that can be a longer period of time thing as well you know like somebody who just does iron man iron man iron man it's like it can get fatiguing and you need to kind of have a fallow bit where you do someone else and i think that's certainly the case where you'd be saying now nah, we need to draw a line under this you need to go and have some fun because it's not not, it's not i think it gets to the point where it's not working for them and it's also not working for the coach yeah it's, think... it's not motivating from the coach's point of view you want to you know from our point of view, you want to work with people who really want to do it and are revved up and excited because that you know that kind of feeds feeds your enthusiasm a little bit as well on the other side of things, in terms of you need to have another go, there can be a few reasons for that. I think sometimes perspective is definitely one of them to to go shorter or to go longer and actually realize that you know to to look at what you're trying to achieve in a different point of view. Um, and i think sometimes like <laughs> letting athletes off the leash a little bit so the kind of the idea of exercising their chimp or just giving them an opportunity to go and explore to let to the perspective is one way of seeing it but also learning and exploration is another way of seeing it um
1: yeah, I think the the kind of adding one more in is an easy one to get carried away with, isn't it? Sort of, uh, oh, I did this, and then, oh, this race has actually got some spaces. Should I go and do that one as well? I feel really good right now because I've just smashed this event, or you know, I'm really frustrated because it didn't quite go to plan. I can, I, I can go and do one more. Um, so I think for me, the adding one on is, is again goes back to what you said earlier on, which I think is a great way of putting it. There has to be an, a key achievement which you're trying to do with it. That's where the last race of the season sort of comes and at some point there's going to be a diminishing return you can't keep on saying i'll do one more race i'll do one more race at some point you do have to sort of make a call and say there's a line here that we don't need to go any any further consolidate and, and build uh for the following season i think for me the the adding on is 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 there an added value so um using a bike mechanical as an example, you know, if there's another opportunity and actually they didn't finish the race, so we didn't know what happened. It was a key race. And they didn't see the, you know, what happened in the run. They didn't see the second what happened in the back end of the right bike. You know, if you can find another event, you've got a chance to actually see, did the nutrition strategy work? Did all the work that we did going into, into the race actually materialize? Were we able to um, kind of actually execute that plan? Because it's kind of an unknown. And if you can get that answered within you know, just race, three four five weeks later kind of the end of where you could roughly sustain a, a kind of a long long effort peak um even if it's not absolute top of the game then you've still had an opportunity to then consolidate this season learn from it and then build on it from next year otherwise you've kind of got a few unknown questions which you need to answer in the in the following season and in, in order to kind of potentially um,
0: I think it depends build. on the athlete
1: well that's what i was going to say then. Some, of the,
0: some of that is from the coach's point of view but I think sometimes it not knowing the answer as the coach is okay. So, did it work? Didn't it work? But sometimes you might have to back yourself without having the evidence because the athlete's actually better off going into winter, slightly cheesed off. And then you have other athletes where they've had some bad luck and they need the arm around them and the opportunity to have another go and then go into winter and be, What oh, do you know what? I did all right this year. But then I think that's one of the key questions to ask the athlete, ask an athlete in, 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 in that conversation is what did you want to do this year? You know, what was the goal? Have you achieved it? When, when you look back at what you originally wrote down, have you met that? And if, and then, and then that's kind of a perspective question. That's a, uh, a, I can't think of the word, uh, almost a leading question or a forerunner, if you like, into the second question. Second question, which is almost like elevator pitch, why you want to do this next race to me? Mm-hmm. And if the first words out of their mouth and their behavior is not hell yes, it's a no. And I think that that really, that's that enthusiasm to do it. If you really, really want to get and do it, it's probably, you probably should. But if you're kind of I'm in an R and it, you're not sure, well, don't bother.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For somebody
0: who's self coached, that's what I would kind of say.
1: I think, it. I think yeah, definitely kind of the objective person to sort of take a step back and be like, is that the right decision? is, is really important. I think what you said about that hell yeah is, is important because all those signs which you mentioned about are they, are they ready for the time off or are they, do they still have a little bit more fire left to, to burn and fuel left to go um, is a really, really critical one. And I think for a lot of the time kind of looking at the athlete and sort of saying, it's not a physical conversation. It's nothing to do with your physical ability of going that distance. Again, even if you're looking at Ironman distance, you know, if you, if you train for an Ironman, you should have the physical capability of being able to do an Ironman with enough recovery and be able to go again. If you're roughly at your peak, it's the mental effort to just say do you know something i'm going to go and put myself out there and we we all know how hard races are there's always deep horrible parts of any race be that a sprint distance or super sprint distance where you have to dig dig really deep um and the pain is very different to that kind of prolonged effort of doing it uh you know and get back into the you know the, the training sessions you go back to the swimming pool get back in the you know stare at that blue um uh, blue line at the bottom or black line at the bottom get back into, into onto the turbo trainer or whatever else it is that you're doing and it might be that mentally the athlete isn't really ready to go there. So it's never, I think, again, look, talking to the athletes who are self-coached or generally kind of, you know, why, you know, why is my coach saying, no, it's not about the kind of physically could you go again? Because I guess as you could, you're an endurance athlete. That's the whole point, isn't it? That you, you can keep on going and doing sure. something. It's, uh, it's exactly right. Um, but it's more of a question of, well, do you, are you actually ready to do that because another month of that could actually put you over the, over the edge. And then the conversation is really more about, well, actually, what's the point? What what are we actually trying to achieve with doing this extra race? And mm. what's the risk? Are well, you going to get tired and that's going to kind of, <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to have a longer time off and then, you know, how does that impact things later on down the line? And are you actually going to go back to your earlier point? Are
0: you going to enjoy it? Because, if it's yeah, not, yeah. how are going to get anything out of it? Yeah, I think that's... like So for me, the two questions are like, what's this... You're thinking about the state you're going into it and also thinking about the state that you're going to exit exit an event in. But I think if the hell yes thing stems from knowing the why, I I think there's so much noise out there a lot of the time with a lot of this stuff. Like A lot of athletes don't have the connection... their own personal why enough they're doing it for external reasons and external distractions and external noise like trying to it's really diff we have so much noise in our lives it's really easy to get confused misled distracted tied up in knots um is that
1: not something that you um get through experience and self-confidence
0: so that newer athlete new to the sport um that's that that's where encouraging exploration i think super important and and trying to like empower athletes to to take some ownership for that yeah it's okay You, you you know like does the noise says you have to perform, you have to be the best, you have to deep discipline, you have to do this, you have to look like this, you have to do that, you have to say this, you have to bathe in this way. If that ain't your bag, don't do it. Be confident in your own style. And if you want to wear a luminous pink tri-suit around the course, knock yourself out, like own it, do it. Like That's fine. But I, I kind of, I like somebody wants to do that, but like that's that's not my thing. You know, I, I know you know, Philip. That I like a luminous yellow dry suit, um, but I, f- I feel sorry for the people who are just not sure what they want to do. To be honest with you, but and that's why I say. Like embrace the hell, yes. Like if you yeah. want to do it, go for it. Are
1: you suggesting that people might get carried away then because of the I guess the external drive? Yeah, do more, and and actually they're yeah. not really they're not really doing it for themselves.
0: exactly is, is missing it exactly and the reason for that is they don't they're not there's so much noise so much distraction that they can't actually hear their own opinion and not also i think you're right confidence to own your own opinion like we obviously we have to agree with certain things in the world that we live in and that's not necessarily a bad thing because obviously some things we very much should agree on. You know, there are certain things that are obviously very bad to do. So that's not, that's not to excuse anything that's clearly bad behavior. Um, but it doesn't, that, that kind of thing doesn't mean to say we have to agree on everything, nor do we have to get along with everybody. You're allowed to, you know, just kind of like rule number one, um, not necessarily, um, you know being being harsh to anybody else but you can do your own thing and let other people do their own thing like um it's okay to make like different choices um and i think that's really that's that's really important is to work out why you, why you want to do it and i think that's why the exploration element is really important with the end of season races
1: give us an example of what you'd say is an exploration race i think
0: you've given a couple already but I'm not, enjoying, I'm not really enjoying doing my bike training. Um, I really like running. Um, I, I kind of like to have a go at a marathon. Like, and you, you hear that from athletes, like commonly with doing, obviously, long distance, doing an Ironman race. Oh, I really want to do a marathon. And as a coach, you might be like, you know, that's, not, that's not the best thing in terms of your preparation for whatever reason. And the, the conversation goes, but you know what you could do? You could do it at the end of the year and you could do it for fun. And it might be the athlete then decides that they don't want to do triathlon and they want to run, that's fine. Or they want to do an ultra or they want to do some silly bike race or they want to try mountain biking, BMX, in bobsledding, whatever it is. I think that's important to, because I think it's important for them to own what they want to do and to help them work that out. That's kind of part of being a coach is not telling people what decisions to make, It's, it's helping them improve and, work out what they want to do and being supportive in that um the idea of being a coach is not to be right in my opinion which sometimes it turns into a competition of i'm more right than you da, da, da. it's just you know be quiet um and uh, but the other reason i think that's important is for longevity so we talk you know it's like just need to break from triathlon sometimes. I mean, geez, we should know that. <laughs> um, time other, other exploratory things. Oh, I don't know. I think I' th- trying a different strategy. Even. Yeah, you know, I think that's. Yeah, I was going to say that as an example.
1: It might just be that you, know, you find a a, a last season, late you know, season race, and you like you know something. I'm going to see what happens if I try and gun it. I'm going to absolutely destroy my oh, yeah. bike and see what happens in the run. Um, or I'm going to go and try and get myself into the front, you know, front of the swimmer and just see, see if I can hold it. Cause I, I you know, I, I need to get that confidence in the open water. I think things like that, you can practice your different tactics and see um, maybe what works for you. you know, don't start off too conservatively on the run and see what happens in a sprint distance um you know just just sort of having a having a go at new new stra- strategies or tactics which probably being being fearless yeah pro- probably will teach you something it may not be the best strategy at the time but it will teach you something about mm-hmm. it and you'll learn something else and and see you know maybe next time how to make your main race race a race strategy um you know, use it slightly differently um i think the other thing about the the last race of the season um and potentially adding an extra one on Uh, or not and and interestingly for this year as in the 2021 season and then also looking ahead for the 2022 season this has probably played more of an impact than ever before and that is that whatever happens to the end of your season it will play some sort of impact into how you construct your season for the following year Um, like for example if you've uh tail ended you've had a few races tail ended so you've been pushed back to your october or even november which i know some european races have been and you've already signed up for or had another race um, deferred to another year let's just say um using the iman circuit you've you know you're pushing out cascar in november and then you're doing uh to go and do iman south africa in april traditionally Um, you know, the way having an extra race in that season will actually totally dictate how you construct the following season up. And that's obviously a very short and um, constricted timescale. But even if it's a bit longer and a bit more normal, you still, if you end up, um, whatever you do at this tail end of the season here will have an impact with how much lead time you have, how much time you have to work, not just having time out, but then also, uh reconstruct and do that kind of traditionally you know general preparation or base phase and uh, and work to kind of get strong or work on a specific area that you wanted to do let's say go away and swim lots um so there's there's definitely i think a thought when you start saying i'll add one more or should i add one more it's it's, okay well what's the implications of that because if you're going to do another month six weeks of training and uh, do you have any big races or big thing, big goals, big ambitions for the next year, which actually override what that one last race might might add to the um, add to the mix?
0: And, uh, and the other factor can, as well as an early start, as a late finish. Yes. Yeah. So if you, if you're looking to do well in November next year, should you should you start in November this year?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, that's 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 a long way to go. But I think it's important that that's the other perspective, isn't it? Like looking back, but also looking forward. So looking back, what did you, what did you expect from the season? What did you, what did you aim for this season? But also potentially what's on your mind a little bit for next year. It's always tricky to, I mean, I've tried to dance around those conversations because uh, I mean, it's moving into the next conversation, but I, I try not to entertain those. Try, try to keep things present and on task but also and I think this is very important but it's obviously the big reset is to try and compartmentalize it a little bit that's that that's the next thing before that there's the bit where you know this is this bit <laughs> so it's, it's tricky is a tricky um bit of the conversation to navigate but I, th- I think do you think we've covered sort of how to pick a last race
1: Um, it depends if you're saying how do you pick a last race as an additional or not or if you say where am I going to draw a line in my season from now for 2022 try me again so could have we explained how to say that's going to be my ne- ne- next season this is going to be my last race of the season and this is why or can we say that this is going to be the end of um, uh, the the Kind of the season. Actually, I'm going to add another one on at the end later on in 2021. I think that's sort of.
0: I think I think as long as you're clear that that where, whichever whichever way it is, what, your last race is your last race because you you've you've decided one of those choices. Yeah, I think we kind of we've gone through that really. Um, I still fall back to the hell yes or hell no, <laughs> decision making process. Uh, like if you, it, Once you've got that last race, there's obviously then, I think the next question is how is, is sometimes athletes already know that. So the, actually the first part of the conversation is not really relevant. It's blooming obvious when the last race of the year is, and it always has been. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the guy racing Ironman Nice uh, a couple of weekends ago. And it was it's it's as clear as day that that's going to be his last race of the year. It's not even it's not even a conversational point. It's just that's it. So I think that's the case. But for those athletes who it, where it is very clear and they do have that event potentially coming up, I think the question for them is also how do you deal with that? Like because it, it is a bit different. Like you know if you've got two or three races left to go. Or if you're early on in the year, it is, it is different at the end of the year. But I think there's a question there, and like, why? Why is it different? I think maybe maybe we should talk about that a bit.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I remember there's a. I think I know we've both read the same book in terms of Clive Woodward's book, but I remember him saying that um, he, I'm fairly certain, he said he either forbade or he basically said to his his um, athletes going, the, going into the. World Cup, that they weren't allowed to say whether or not they were retiring or not before the end of the World Cup. Um, so if if their final was going to be their last match, that was absolutely fine. But they were to keep it to themselves because they were there would be a distraction that other people would kind of pick up and, and focus. And I think that's hardest to do if you're doing an individual sport <laughs> like, You kind of know, and therefore, the whole team basically knows that's going to be the last race of the season, or you're retiring, or whatever else it's going to be. So, it doesn't quite work like that. But the reasoning, I guess, behind it is because if you end up having, you know, this is the last one, it just adds an additional amount of pressure and feeling for it, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, it can be a really good thing to say, well, actually, you know, this is the last race of the season, there isn't another one. So, you better pull your finger out there's not going to be room for excuses because if you don't do it now then you've got to wait another six months to a year until you can actually do it again
0: yeah i mean it's it's, the woodward's reasoning there is the same reason why i try not to entertain conversations with athletes about next year Uh, i'll fudge my way out of it fairly quickly and get back on task if there's another race coming up because i'm not interested next year because that's just distraction we will do next year next year um but bringing it back and saying what did you want to get out of this year and if the answer is you haven't got it yet and all i'm hearing is a long list of excuses as to why you haven't got it well we kind of need to sort that out and you know lots of athletes go to different races in different states with different experiences and different you know they're different profiles, different personalities, different aims, different goals, different levels of experience, different levels of ability, different ages, different backgrounds. So, you know, I'm not saying there's like one way or boxing that in at all It's it's different for everybody. Um, But on an individual basis, being aware of how you are going into the race, I think is quite important because it affects, you know, it really affects what you're trying to get out of it. I know we said you kind of got to pick an event and that's how you pick it, but there's lots of different variations on how you can go into it based on what's gone before. And that's not just other races. That's kind of your life this year. Like how many times have you had a fillet where you've had an athlete set a goal and they, they, uh, you know, from a coaching analysis point of view, I could go through all of your athletes over the years and go, did they achieve their goal? Yes or no? And I could say, well, you know, it's only 50%, Philip. That's terrible. You're an awful person. How dare you? But actually, if you then said 40% of those people had life events that were outside of anybody's control, I, do you know what? I wouldn't not, I wouldn't dispute that because, you know, as the expression goes, it happens, doesn't it? What, what numbers would you put on it out of interest? Like life events outside of your control, obviously outside of the athlete's control, but it means the goals that they've set are no longer realistic.
1: Um, so I think you've got a classic coaching response. You have to put a timescale on that one, don't you? Because if you're working with, a, with an athlete for multi-seasons, then it might be that a goal was thrown a was thrown throwing the works for a goal in a season, but in the second season after they were able to consolidate it. So did they complete the goal? Yes. Did they complete the goal in the time original time scale? No. So I think Uh,
0: we're not, we're not, we're just doing a year on year basis. Let's get out of jail free card.
1: That's my So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd I'd probably say 25, 30% of people have something which comes up, which is outside of their control. Mm. obviously covid was something which everyone had so i'm actually not going to include that 100 percent. yeah exactly as a, as a as a kind of a reasoning behind it um, it's
0: a good point as a good point actually isn't it like looking at last year and going 100 your athletes were unable to achieve their goal i mean it's probably not actually 100 percent. There probably was some athletes are able to to work towards what they're aiming for
1: and that's where you kind of you look at it as a coach and you say well did you not complete your goal because for some of them the goals mm. we set obviously were the yes, I'm okay. going to go and do this. I'm going to qualify for the age group team. I'm going to go and complete this distance race and I'm whatever, qualify, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where you look at the, the race season itself and start saying, well, actually, what goals did we actually set to help make that outcome uh, more yeah. likely? And did we actually hit them? So then as a coach... I mean, maybe the percentages go a little bit more in favour of them being successful, but I would say definitely twenty-five percent, maybe a bit more. Um, kind of have something which comes up which actually puts a puts a bullet below the waterline, and uh, unfortunately, you know, things things yeah. are going to happen, or it's it's definitely not necessarily achieved in the way that they necessarily wanted it to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If not, if not impossible, it certainly means that adjusted. part yeah. By the equation. <sighs> and even readjusted because I certainly had it when, you know, it obviously goes the other way where people overachieve and sometimes they get towards overachieving and then something happens and they actually have to resort to plan A and those could, those kind of things happen all the time, but all sorts of, all sorts of things kind of, like I quite found myself saying this quite a lot to athletes recently in that uh, as a coach, I don't have a crystal ball. So when I set your training, I, I, plan things out based on what I planned. but sometimes things happen in training or you know you don't sleep well one night, really easy example. And therefore I might suggest something differently. but when I set your training two weeks ago, you know potentially two weeks ago, I didn't know that was going to happen. So what that means is that things need to be reassessed and I think it's really important to reassess things when you go into the last race because an awful lot has happened um and you might find yourself i mean it's the same with the last race as it is to go into any training session before you start you should always assess your condition what state are you in if your coach didn't know that you were going to go out and you know go to a cocktail party last night and weren't going to sleep at all (laughs) And twist your ankle because you know your dancing was a little bit too wild. Should you attempt those running intervals the next morning with a dodgy ankle and a hangover? Maybe not. Um, but it's the same with the race. I mean, maybe you're not a dodgy ankle and a hangover kind of your last race of the year, but the what's happened to you in the few months previously could be that you could be really tired from the discipline. And actually the best way for you to go into that race is with no plan whatsoever. Wing it.
1: I think that brings us really nicely to probably the the very last bit of the the conversation, which is that kind of evaluation and um, kind of understanding of the, I guess the, the race, the context in which you're doing the race and then therefore the season, because that's, what's going to happen. I mean, a, a lot of people can feel that they're defined by a last race of the season I and mean, it, has, it has to be a great race. I have to finish <laughs> on a high. You mentioned, I no, huh? want the athlete to be cheesed off because that's probably going to get the most out of it. If, if that's what you know, that might be the lesson which they needed. It's not obviously something you want as a coach, but actually if you've got an athlete who's really pissed off because their race didn't go to plan, they yeah. were beaten, they you know, they realised they made some fundamental mistakes in kind of their preparation and they want to try and get better at it, they're going to come back in it and say, I can't hang around anymore. I've got to do this a bit more seriously. How can I get faster? What do I need to do? Where are my margins to make those gains? Um, so, so, yeah, I think it kind of starts helping an athlete look into the season and and the and the whole and the race as well but not necessarily looking at the race in isolation and and (laughs) using that to dictate what happened but starting to understand themselves a bit more as well and and that final race can help almost generate some of the conversations around well how did the season go what you know what would you do differently etc all those classic critically important coaching questions and the time when we're probably our busiest
0: yeah. I mean, like that whole thing with the pressure of the last season and the race to go out to something you said before we we were sort of on air, if you like, but uh, enjoying training is not necessarily a prerequisite. Sometimes in training it's hard work, but also in terms of racing and performing, perfection is not a prerequisite. And nor do I think it should be expected by either party, but I don't, um, equally a lack of mistakes is not a prerequisite. I kind of think they're useful what is a prerequisite is how you respond to those things. So you, you need to you need to respond and take those points on board and absorb them and think about think about that response going forward. You have to apply yourself to that process. If you just react or stick your head in the sand or ignore or uh unconscious, then that then what you can't actually do anything about it you need to respond and take some sort of action to improve the situation or, 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 equally, it could be not doing something, but, you know, don't do something that you did poorly before. Um, and then, then you're able to, you're able to move forward. But I think, you know, like I, I still think assessing your state going into race is really important and thinking this is why, so you combine that with, you obviously need to combine that with the aims of what you're doing. And it's the same with a training session. What is the aim of this training session is to do this. This is the state I'm in. And I think that's a part of the process of deciding if you're going to do the race as well. Like the aim of this race is to qualify for X world championships. I've done no swimming for the past three months. Should you do the race? Probably not. Unless you reassess what the goals are if you go into that trying to achieve the same thing when it's completely unrealistic, well then you, that's not very sensible. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think assess it, assessing the psychological state, you could have over raced. you could be knackered and actually, rather than trying to do something amazing, you should just go and have fun. But uh, that's okay. I like to throw that in there, into these conversations because it's always really easy to be super serious. And, um I don't know. Do you think it's a fair comment, Philip? But I don't think I know anybody who got into this to be serious.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think Mark Bellamy, um, the psychologist sort of puts it quite nicely, which is most people get into sport because they enjoy movement. Um, mm. which definitely isn't isn't a serious thing. And whether or not you decide that you want to take triathlon seriously, you come from another sport the reason you got into that I mean, kind of in the start of that pathway is cuz you just like moving and you found it fun so i would agree with you, your statement that most people are uh, doing exactly the sport because it is fun mm.
0: so it's okay to be reminded of that that's kind of my point um, in terms of last race of the year oh, yeah assessing your state mentally physically also maybe your environment like around you like have you had a lot of work on recently is like is family life easy financial life easy like all these different things i mean that's definitely a thing where obviously if you're under financial pressure and you're trying to achieve an a race and there's lots of pressure to make those little things like oh i need a new set of tires or i need to do this i need to do that i think Sometimes you need to reframe some of those things as well because yeah, that's you can drop the ball in other areas.
1: Yeah, I think
0: I think that's uh, that really
1: goes back to hell yeah, though doesn't it? I mean, if you're like, yeah, I really want to do this race, and if everything else is making things hard, then why bother? I mean, that happens about any races. I know we've had a few races um where travel's been really difficult for athletes. And for a couple of those athletes, I've had the conversation with them and be like, you're spending a large amount of money and a lot of time in a small metal container or whatever it might be tube in order to get somewhere to spend a very short amount of time racing to then do exactly the same thing to come back again. Is this just too difficult? And that's obviously an example in COVID. Um, And um, actually if you, if you look at it for any race kind of end of the season, beginning of the season, whatever, if everything's starting to be really, really hard and it sort of feels like a fight, that's usually a pretty good sign that maybe it just wasn't meant to be and it's time to to sort of say, yep, yeah, you know, that's
0: it, over yeah. and done. Yeah. I think it's important to understand the the reverse of that drew. like a last race of the year can be glorious. Oh, yeah. But it, I think like if it is a hell, yeah, and you commit to it and it's like, I like, I like it when the conversation isn't required. Because for me, that reflects the level of commitment on you know, like the athlete and the coach. He, he, he's obvious. And I generally, I think it's a reflection that things have gone well. Because everything's aligned. Everybody's rowing in the same direction. And it's going where it needs to go. If there's a lack of... And that's that's a reflection of that. Hell yes, I think it, li- it li- it's, literally is. Um, and yeah, it's nice. It's nice when it goes well for everybody. So, so I think I was just reflecting there in
1: what we're basically saying for that last race of the season. You need to have a purpose for it. So that's what defines kind of the last bit. So this, you know, there is a reason as to why you're doing it, and you're looking to try and get something out of it. There's an outcome or an achievement and basically if you feel like going hell yeah i want to go and do that race then the race is on and if you don't have that kind of yeah i'm gonna do it then just tunneling in a little bit further just to try and get a little bit deeper into the kind of the training and racing well will probably end up in a longer time to recover from it and probably impact what will happen in the following season and you're going to take longer to come back around again Um, yeah I,
0: i also think like it's the difference between digging the hole and climbing the mountain. Like just because you're getting it right. Doesn't mean it's easy, but I think some people get confused. They think they're working really hard, but they're actually digging down and you know, it's quite hard. And the problem is they just pick the wrong direction.
1: Yeah.
0: And it, or they're doing the wrong, wrong thing. And they're not quite aware of self and what they actually want to do. And then like, it's sad. It is sad. I mean, that's not a nice way to say it, but it's sad sometimes to see people work really hard for something, achieve it, and not really be happy with it afterwards. Don't like that. That's no, not what we get coaching. Yeah, it, it's the people who do it, and we're like hell yeah i want to do it and they're super bloody happy afterwards so like get in it doesn't matter if it's 15 hours doesn't matter if it's four hours for a sprint distance whatever it's the fact that they've taken ownership for it proper work for it and done it if you kind of i think uh, you know maybe we're going into that next conversation where you're like um uh, reflecting reflecting on it that that's kind of a bit for maybe the next conversation but yeah like i say i think it's important to, to see the other side of it where if, it's it, both if ways. No, yeah definitely. yeah if it has gone really well and you're super happy with it then that's that's a sign that you've got things right and you should totally be happy with that
1: definitely um, well, i think I think that probably sum, sums up the conversation for the last race of the season. I, as I said, um, it should
0: be a peak. It should be a peak. It should. Yeah. It should be Ideally fun. it should be a peak. And it and should be fun. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Be fun. Yeah. If you're yeah. not, if it's a chore to go and do it again, then uh, it's not cool. It has to be fun. Um,
0: dep- I think so, it depends on the motivation of the athlete a little bit, because some athletes find it hard to be disciplined and some don't. So they're, their fun would be slightly different and it's so like you don't have to have the same kind of fun as somebody else you know what I mean like some point yeah like some people's end of season race could be a complete you know they're just prattling about and being a bit silly and just fancy dress
1: having a laugh and everything else other people is a yes is a bit more of an important race or whatever yeah exactly yeah (laughs) wherever
0: your fun is go do it
1: so i as i said i think that kind of nicely uh, rounds off the last race of the season and next um, next time we're going to be talking about you know the season review the end of season kind of how all these things come together a little bit more um so uh, thank you very much for listening to us this evening and uh, we look forward to you joining us next time